Welcome to Happy Homes and Gardens. I'm your host. My name is Daphne Royce. I am a real estate broker, architecture, and interior designer. Jim Mopos has been coaching midlife women since 2017 because she strongly believes midlife women deserve a second half of life. No woman should feel too old to do anything they want. Let's welcome Jen and learn about her mission to empower midlife women. Hello, Jen. Hi, Daphne. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here with you. Please tell us who you are and what you do. Well, I'm Jen Marples, and I like to fashion myself as the champion of the midlife woman and a cheerleader for all women. So I am pro women. Pro everything that has to do with elevating our profiles in society and in life, and getting all those proverbial seats at the table that we've been fighting for all these years. And so I know I don't think we can swear on your show, but my tagline is "You're not too effing old to do whatever the f you want." So I will keep it PG thirteen for the radio,、um, and you can you can follow me and find all my stuff everywhere. But I'm very passionate about my mission. To empower women, because I do believe society has told us for years that we are sort of expired once we hit the age of forty, and I just think that's just a load of poop. And so I am here to demystify all that and to help women realize and understand the only reason we're feeling old and sort of put out to pasture is that because society has told us that we're too old. We've been receiving messages since. Literally, we were young girls that had to be this and had to be that, and basically how not to be yourself and stand in your own power. So we've been receiving these sort of negative messages all along, and they just increase as we get older. And we don't also actually see ourselves represented. There isn't a lot of representation in the media of women our age, which is crazy because we're actually the ones that have the money and we make all the purchasing decisions. So this is why I'm really passionate about spreading this message because I don't want any woman. To give up on their hopes and dreams and feel like that they're done with life once they hit midlife, they're actually just beginning. And all the research shows, and it's all been proven, we just get better as we age. And actually, when we're in midlife, we're in our prime. So this is the time to pursue things that light us up, and it's the time to excel at work and to really knock our socks off when it comes to careers, lives, passions, and pursuits. It, it's not the time to shut it down; it's the time to throw gas on it. And fire it up. But with all that, I realize that it's hard because years ago, I'm 53 now. When I turned 50, I actually didn't want to turn 50, Daphne. I was afraid for the world to know because of how we're programmed in life and society to know that we're 50. I'm like, is anyone going to want to work with me? Am I going to be relevant? I'm going to be vital. And so it was doing a little bit of work and working with my own coach. To really understand that, okay, aging is a gift, right? It's a gift. We are blessed to be every day of the age that we are, and God willing, we're going to go out like at a hundred. But I realize it's tough to kind of make this mindset shift, and this is what I so I do coach. So I coach women, business coaching and life coaching, to help women realize they're not too effing old to do whatever the f they want, but also to help them understand that there's a couple key things that they need to embrace. First of all, your age. And understanding at this age that we have to stop caring what people think, and then the third piece is to realize 
like I said before, that if we feel too old, it's just because society has said we're too old. We're not actually, in fact, too old. All you need to do is look around at the boardrooms and the highest offices in this country to see a lot of old white guys running the country. So that doesn't, so age has nothing to do with capacity and brilliance, right? We've just been sold a bill of goods. And so I'm here to demystify all that, but help women sort of cross over and step into their power and find their voice and let them be heard. Cause we all know, like, since, since we were young, women have been told you're to this, you're to that. We're always to something. And it's like never in the history of time as defined by society as a woman ever going to be just right to be out there in the world. Cause we've literally all been told you're too loud. You're too quiet. You're too fat. You're too thin. You're too bossy. You're too this, you're too that. So like enough of that already. And I think at this midlife phase, we have this beautiful opportunity to cross over and just say no more. I'm going to show up as exactly who I am and I'm going to do what I want. What is the definition of midlife? And what is the best thing about being at midlife? So midlife, I really think, you know, it's kind of that halfway point and people can debate. It's like, well, if I'm 40, that means I'm going to 80. If I'm 50, it doesn't mean I'm going to 100. I really believe it's that juicy sweet spot, kind of when we enter our 40s and beyond. So I think it's just kind of a catch-all. I don't like to put everybody in like, well, you're in this generation and you're in this generation. I just think midlife for me, it's everybody who's 40 and beyond. And it's anyone who wants to embrace. I have a woman right now in one of my masterminds who's 73. And so I still consider her, you know, she's, she's, she has a couple more chapters in her and she's, she wants to change the world and she will, she is, she's doing it already. So for our purposes and the way I define midlife, it's really just this turning point when we're not in those younger years and those sort of growth years and we're not um, really confident and sure of ourselves yet. I think once we hit those forties and certainly I can attest once I hit 50, it's that time when we are like, all right, we've got all this wisdom. We've got all this knowledge. I've probably, we've all been doing maybe one or two careers thus far, or maybe, you know, there's a lot of women that have taken time off maybe to stay home with kids, but it's this time to finally like reflect and realize it's kind of also this great undoing. It's this, really beautiful opportunity to shed all that societal stuff I talked about. It's time to shed what our parents wanted us to do. I know there's a lot of people still in careers because mom and dad thought that was a good idea. And, or society says we have to be doing this and achieving and ticking these things off the box right now at this phase, it's let's just call it the great undoing the great opportunity. It's this great upgrade to really take everything that we've learned to date and then package that up and take it out and see where 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 we where it all goes. So that can be it can be career, but it could also just be following passions and pursuits, travel, take, you know, starting to run a marathon. There's somebody I know who just completed a triathlon in or an Ironman. So it's the really, really hard one in Hawaii. And she's 50 and she beat her time by like a half an hour of what she did like years ago. So I'm just here to have women know that any. Thing is possible. We're vital and we are just getting started. So that was the answer to your first question. What was the second one? <laughs> what is the best thing about being at, oh, midlife? Being at midlife? Yes. Um, everything. So it really boils down to a couple different things. One, and just not giving a crap anymore what anybody else thinks. I mentioned that before. It is my biggest piece of advice to women 
Because by not caring what people think, it will set you free. It will set you free to finally step into what you want to do, whatever that is. Like I said, career, pick, you know, taking a pickleball, going horseback riding, salsa dancing lessons, running that marathon. It's really about making choices and decisions because you are making them for you. You're stripping away the ego, you're stripping away society, all of it and going, what is it that I want? Because I think there's this inflection point where we've lived all these decades and you know, you are at this midlife phase and you know, we've all, we've gotten to this point. We've all probably lost people. There are things happening in the world. We've all just been through a big global pandemic and that's its own thing, but we realize time is precious. Tomorrow's not promised. And so the best thing is, I think is this realization and knowledge and understanding that we've got everything we need inside of us. We don't need one more degree or anything else on the proverbial resume of life. And that we can just once and for all go for it and take joy in it. And so that for me, it's been the most magical and amazing thing because before I used to own a PR firm, I did public relations exclusively for over 25 years. And I owned a PR firm in San Francisco for 12. It was really, it was good work. It was really hard work. And I had all my babies. I was growing my business, growing my family at the same time. And I, you know, I just, I kept going along like most of us do in careers doing it because you're really good. Cause I was really good. You know, we were all really good when you're doing something for a really long time, but most of us don't step back and ask the question, am I really enjoying this? Is this truly what I want to be doing? And so it's a really big question and it's a, and it's a juicy question to ask ourselves in midlife. And we get to allow ourselves to ask that question of ourselves because we, we just haven't done it before. But I think what happens is I was just having a conversation with someone is that something just kind of happens. And I've seen it with all the women I work with. We've all got these rumblings sort of inside, like something's bubbling, something's bubbling. We're kind of, we push it down, we push it down. And finally, I think once you hit this midlife phase, you've got to like, sort of answer the call. You've got to like go, what is it that my gut is trying to say? Where do I really want to go and take this? Some women have completely changed careers. Others like me have taken bits of an old career and repackaged it differently. So I'm, you know, I haven't thrown away all my marketing expertise in any of that because I take that into business coaching with women. So I love to help them grow businesses as much as I, you know, I also do coaching training. So I have this other group of women who are just trying to figure out what they want to do. So I work with them too. But the beauty is we've got everything inside us already. And we just need to allow it to come out. And I just think that is the most beautiful thing at midlife that we've got everything that we need right now. Since you have talked to so many women, what are the biggest challenges for women at midlife? Well, the biggest challenge, Daphne, and this is not going to be a surprise, is women thinking that they're too old or that they're too late, that the ship has already sailed, that the time has come and gone, and that they should have, could have, would have done something and now it's too late. I am here to tell you it is not too late. So that's kind of number one. Number two is the societal sort of expectations and everything I said before. We've just been drilled over and over again, drilled with the same messages of you're too old. That's not for you. You know, I've talked to women in their 30s, Daphne, who thought that they were too old, like they were reaching a point of like expiration in the career, in their career. 
And I said, where are we getting this from? Of course, it's society. So there is very real ageism in the workplace. And I don't want to diminish that because it is real. And I feel like it's the last untapped thing in the sort of the DEI realm that we haven't really uncovered and addressed. Stuff is happening. I do see things happening right now, but we have so far to go because so many women are afraid to say their age at work. And, you know, everyone's... And it goes into societal pressures of how we need to look and show up and not have gray hair and this, this, that, and the other. And I'm a fan of do whatever you want, show up however you want. But I do understand and realize and fully appreciate that it's easier said than done because a lot of work has to be done as a society, as a society in general. So number one, it's, you know, people feel too old. Number two, it's the whole ageism in the workplace. And then number three, it's, I think it's what we women deal with all the time. And it's just this fear of not feeling good enough or not feeling like you're allowed to do something that's for yourself. And so it's allowing yourself that permission to, to pursue something. Cause a lot of most, I'm just going to do generalization. I put myself in this camp. Most women we're always giving, we're giving, giving, giving in so many areas of our life. We keep, we're giving to our families, our kids, our communities at work. And if we want to do something for ourselves or explore something, it feels almost impossible and selfish to say, go sign up for a class or get a coach or go on a retreat, but to do something that's only for you. And so I take, I do take women through that process because I had to learn how to do that for myself as well. Cause I was so programmed giving, 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 giving. And then you, this brings me to point number four is that a lot of women lose touch with who they are because in general, we've been working. Many women have kids. We've put everybody else in front of us and we're taking care of everyone. And then when you start to do all these things, you're momming, you're working, you're sistering. A lot of us are taking care of aging parents. We can get very disconnected from ourselves and it's heartbreaking, but it's the truth because we're just, we're running and it's, we're on that hamster wheel. So it's hard to get off that hamster wheel to figure out who we actually are. And I'll tell you a quick story. When I was investigating, you know, what I wanted to do. And it was a couple of year process. I was doing coaching training and I took myself into the city, into San Francisco. And I went to the mission district. I went to a live podcast recording and I went by myself. Remember my husband asking me, are you going to go with anyone? I'm like, nope, I'm just going to leave it open to mystery. And so for one night, and this was, my kids were a lot younger than I allowed myself to be me. Nobody knew who I was when I was walking those streets. I had a cute outfit on. I'm going to the slide podcast recording in the mission. And for those of you who don't know it, you know, it's very edgy part of town in San Francisco. And I, I remember thinking to myself, there she is. There I am. There, there's Jen. She's not the wife. She's not the mom. She's not the worker. She's just a woman of the world. And I was just letting my spirit guide me. And so I think that's a really important point. I, I say this, and I use this example a lot because women tend to, we tend to lose ourselves. And then the fifth thing I would say that the hardest thing about being at midlife is asking for help. So like I said, we've been giving, 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 and it's hard to ask for help. And so I would encourage any woman listening right now, if you're feeling stuck or frustrated, or there's things that you need to unpack, or you feel like you've got that inner critic who's just kind of beating the crap out of you and not letting you move forward, just seek out help. I like to say, if you've got kind of things from the past, this is kind of like the delineation between coaching and therapy. If there's some stuff you still got to unpack, we've all got that stuff. 
go find yourself a great therapist. If you want to move forward and kind of unpack what it is that you want to do, that's a great time to work with a coach. Or you can even employ like a friend and just say, you know, get one, all it takes is one friend and really get that person on board and say, like, let's help each other be accountability partners. Let's help each other go for our dreams. And we're going to, we're going to commit to each other and we're going to be honest with each other and we're going to support each other because we can't get through this life without help. And it, again, it goes to everything else I've said, like women, it's so hard for us to ask for help. It's hard for a lot of people to ask for help, but in general, really, it's hard for women to ask for help. So just do it. So that would be my top five things. There's a lot more, but those are the top five things that be, or that are the most prevalent. I have so many questions for you on this. What should a midlife woman do to prioritize her life? To prioritize her life? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, this is the most important thing everybody needs to know. You need to realize that you're not too effing old and that you deserve to be happy and that you deserve to feel joy and that you deserve anything you put your heart and mind to. So there's this big worthiness issue that pops up of I'm not worthy to do this. And women are waiting for permission. You don't need to give yourself permission. And by giving yourself permission and going for what you want, you actually have this ripple effect on all the women and all the people around you. Like I know for a hundred percent sure with my family, my three children, I'll just say, I have two teen girls who are almost 16, they're twins. And I have an almost 18 year old son. So I know that by me pursuing my dreams, I gave myself permission to pursue what I wanted to pursue. They're seeing their mom working hard, but doing something she loves. I'm being of service. I'm also being of service to myself and I'm being of service to my family and the kids. I involve them in my business. So what greater, you don't have to, you don't have to do anything fancy and big. You just have to say to yourself, I'm worthy. I'm worthy of being happy and living this life. If I don't even do one, if I don't do anything, because a lot of us tie worthiness into achievements and we don't need to be achieving to be worthy of love and to be worthy of receiving. And so that's really important for everyone to hear. Um, so that the biggest thing is just knowing you are worthy of whatever it is you want. Full stop. How do you identify what midlife women want in their life? So I take them on a journey to, I, I, I'll, just, I'll, re, I'll before I answer the question, I just want to say one thing. I had a a woman come to me interested in coaching and she was, she was asking the question, well, do you have like a guarantee? Uh, are there success stories? And I said, you know, and it's an interesting question because that's not really the question. What she's asking is, am I, it's just basically asking like, am I worthy of this? Like, can it be done? And the, the answer is, of course it can be done, but you've got to do the work. Coaches are guides right? We're, we're guides and we help you unpack what it is that you need to unpack. And so the journey is different for everybody, depending where you, where you are in life. Cause I work with a bunch of different women. Some have 
businesses, they just need tweaking and they're kind, they're kind of ready to go to this next level. They're ready to level up. So they need, cause we've all got imposter syndrome. All of us do when we're, we're about to jump off the next ledge. It's like, well, who am I to do this? And so that's why it's great to work with a coach. I've got my own who just says, yes, you can, if you've got that inkling to do something, it means you're meant to do it. And then there are this other camp of women who haven't worked for a while and it might take a little bit longer to unpack and uncover but I take women through a whole series. I have sort of what I call my 12 steps to pivot. It's on my website. So if anybody comes to my website and signs up for my newsletter, you get this free 12 steps to pivot. And these are the steps I took myself through and that I take clients through to figure it out because everyone wants to know if they work with somebody for five minutes that, you know, they're going to open up their journal and figure out their next thing. And it doesn't, I wish it happened like that, Daphne. And if it did, like, you know, I I could make a lot of money with my five minute process. It doesn't, doesn't work like that, but it does work by going along this 12 step process. And the biggest point of that is spending time alone with yourself. You've got, to, you've got to be intentional about taking that time for yourself, getting yourself off that hamster wheel. Some women can take an hour. Others can only take like 10 minutes. I like to give things in small baby steps and then you can increase. But when you're wanting to make a big change, you've got to learn to be quiet with yourself. And the bonuses, you get to listen and listen, you get to hear yourself. And this means like going on a walk. It could just be sitting at your desk. It could be sitting with a cup of coffee in your living room, but learning how to get quiet. The flip side is when you get quiet, you're going to hear yourself. And so you might not like what pops up. You might start to like beat yourself up going. So I want to tell everybody right now, give yourself grace. There's no, there's nothing to be gained from looking at the past of what you didn't do. You're here right now. So if you're listening to this, great. It's day one. It's day one of your, the next part of your life. So you just take that time and then, you know, g- gently increase it over time. But a real easy step to do is I like to do two things at once. So go out on a walk for 10 or 15 minutes. So you're, you're moving your body and getting some exercise because it's easier for us to actually process and hear ourselves when we're moving. If you're kind of sitting, you're waiting for something to happen. But I know I get my best ideas about things if I'm driving or if I'm going to yoga or I'm taking a walk down by the water. I'm flooded with ideas and inspiration. Um, So do that, you know, those two things together, you can tick two things off the box. Um, And the next part of that is then journal. So like, what did you, what did you hear? So get into a practice of journaling for a few minutes every day, you know, start with five then go up to 10 and then get things down on paper. Just get things down on paper and just start writing and just start writing and see what happens. Um, And then the third step would be to enlist help if you need it. So that could be joining a women's group. It could be, like I said before, you know, grabbing a friend and saying like, let's go on this, this path together of change. Um, You know, get a coach, there's mastermind groups, there's group coaching, there's retreats, anything that gets you kind of out of your zone and around a new group of people is going to help you. And we've all heard, you know, that saying of like, you're the sum of the five people that you spend time with. It's so important at this time, especially if you're feeling sort of nervous about it all, it is the best investment you will make by making and searching out for new friends and new groups and new opportunities. 
because you're going to realize too, we're all, we're all in this life together and we're all feeling and experiencing the same things. So I'm in so many different groups of women. I just, I feel so blessed every day. And these women are integral into my, like my, my just life, like being with these women have helped me like up-level my marriage. So it doesn't have to even be like work-related, career-related, just aligning yourself with the right group of women is going to help elevate you and get you closer to your goals, whatever those goals may be. So those are some top tips. Like I said, I've got these 12 steps to pivot on my website. So I could talk to y'all for hours <laughs> about that, but um, I'll spare you all of it. But so those are the, kind of the top three. If those are the three takeaways today, that's what I want you to leave with. Those are top three tips to have a successful second half of life. Yes. And how can midlife women create opportunity to their careers and relationships? Okay, so that is a juicy question. So how can midlife women, you know, create opportunities for careers and relationships? I will admit that I am a big sort of woo-woo person. I believe in God. I believe in the universe. And I believe at vibrating at a high level. So first of all, you've got to do the work on yourself. So if there's something blocking you, we've all have things probably blocking us. I've done a lot of work on myself to be successful in relationships. I think in work in relationships, meaning romantic relationships, friendship relationships, any type of with your kids, all of them, we've got to work on ourselves first because that's our most important relationship is the one with ourselves. And if we're disconnected to who we are, we're not going to be able to connect in a way that's sustaining, fulfilling, and the connection that we all want with other human beings, which is authentic, deep connection. And that's something I see. It's the biggest thing I see right now is women are craving authentic and deep connections, but you can only meet people where they are. So years ago when I was you know, experiencing severe burnout, I was so drained and depleted. I couldn't really go deep with anybody. I was kind of falling apart. I needed my goal right then and there was to put myself back together and seek out help to kind of, I called it like putting Humpty back together again. It's like, <laughs> I was a little bit broken and I needed to spend that time working on me. And then by working on me and going through the, all the stuff that I went through, working with therapists, I had coaches. I also like going to yoga retreats. I did these things that were nourishing. And by the way, they were hard to do for myself for all those reasons I said before, am I worthy? Does it, is it, does it feel like, you know, it's just woo woo and out there? Like, who am I to receive that kind of support? Cause I was used to just driving, 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 running a business and working myself to the bone. So we all need to do it. We need to start with the relationship with us first. And so if you work on that relationship with you and you realize you've got everything in it, you need, you're worthy of love, you're worthy of great relationships. You can only see that once you've done the work. And then, so now you go out there into the world. I actually talked to, to a client about this. I'll tell you this story. She had lost um, half of her friends through most of her friends through a divorce and through moving. So she was in a new town and she wasn't used to having really supportive female friendships. And she said, she, we went to the same yoga studio and she walked in and she was like, you know, I'm just not finding the people I'm finding. I'm finding catty people and, and I'm not finding who I want. I'm like, are we going to the same yoga studio? Cause I walk. So she was walking in with a negative vibration thinking 
she was going to find only shallow, callous people. I walked in with this higher vibration of, I only expect to meet amazing people. And so that's who comes, who come into my life. That's who gravitate towards me, but you can't get to that spot unless you've done that inner work. So that would be my biggest piece of advice. You've got to get yourself straight and right, because if you feel like everything's wrong and the world is beating you down, you've got to take a step back and figure out why and do that work. And it's going to be the best investment you make. The best investment you will ever make is the one in yourself. Full stop. Do you know midlife women have a difficulty relationship is to the younger generations? Well, I have big talks about this, Daphne. I think that the, my whole theory on all of this is that women need to do a better job of supporting each other. I think people think they're supporting each other, but what I will say is, historically, we have been pitted against each other. We have been told there's you know x amount of seats at the table in, in the corporate world. We're fighting for men. We're just kind of we're, we've been taught to fight for everything. It's just been prevalent for years, and so what I'm saying is, I'll talk about the older generations first. So I'm Gen X, and there's the you know the boomers ahead of me. Everyone had to work really hard to get to where they were going, and so a lot of women don't understand what it's like to actually be in true alignment with other women, and we've got to change. We've got to change that relationship with each other. Because we all want the same thing. We all want to have friends. We all want to have great deep connection. We all want to be successful. We all want to be financially independent and viable. And, you know, we look at, you know, the boardrooms filled with still mostly men. We have a long way to go. And so the older generations, I'll say millennials, I feel like, and not millennials, um, but the boomers, they fought really hard. And I've heard some of these women speak that they fought so hard that they don't want to help other women. And so I'm like, eh, that's not how it works because I'm not fighting as hard as I am. I'm because so my daughters can be experiencing the same thing. So they're going to, I think they're Gen Z or they Gen Y. I don't even know. They're, they're almost 16, but I'm working as hard as I'm working right now to change this paradigm and change this conversation. So they hopefully be, can experience a world where women are true allies of each other and that we're banding together to help each other. And so with the younger women that I talk to, I know they're craving, they want a different, they want a different conversation. At the event you and I met at Daphne, you know, there's women ranging in age from 20s to 60s. And it's really interesting to have conversations with the full realm. And I will just add a little sidebar here that I think it's really important for all of us to be friends and have women in our community of all different ages, all different socioeconomic backgrounds. Um, all different cultures, because that's what makes life rich. And we can learn from each other to say that I'm 53 and I couldn't learn, learn from a 20 year old is ridiculous. I learn from my kids every day. So we need to open up and get out of our little zones. Cause most of us operate in these little, like little baby circles of people. And then we don't get expanded thought and opportunity that way. So I always say to the younger women, like, don't do it like us. Like I'm changing. I'm a big one out there changing, but I still know with my generation, generation, generation X, and like, you know, the older millennials, we are still in, we're in deprogramming because we've been programmed to fight with each other. And so with the younger ones, I'm really hoping that they're going to be learning from us. So what I would say to the younger generation is 
watch us and learn from us and learn from the women who are working really hard to change this conversation. And we just want equality. You know, I'm married to a guy. It's like, I'm not a man hater, but we, you know, we're all striving for an equal society, right? So there's balance. So it's not one group of people making decisions for all of us. And we need to realize that by working together, we can all go so much farther and faster by working together. I mean, I'm confident enough that you would never think years ago that you could say you could sit at a table with 10 women who are say we're doing the same thing as me. And I talk about all these other women doing these great things. You have to understand. And like you being in real estate, you could be at a table with 10 realtors and you could be saying, you know, Jane does this and Sally does that. Like you have to be confident and know there's enough business to go around and that everyone is going to do better by all of you working together and sharing best practices and secrets in business and go, Hey, you know, Daphne, this worked for me. Like, maybe you should try this. This is the way out by us all working together like that and promoting each other. That's the way out by all. And guess what? We're going to have a lot more fun. Doesn't it sound a lot more fun to be doing this together than working alone? Absolutely. Yes. You always want to support others. I mean, I do. Question is how can women support other women? And maybe I should ask you, how can men support women the other way around? Yeah, well, there's two questions. So women supporting women, the way we can do better is we have to be intentional. We have to be intentional about our support. We have to show up for each other 100%. We've got to show up for each other. We can't get lazy about it. We think we're showing up by clicking like on Instagram or LinkedIn. That's not actually showing up. It's a baby, baby, baby step. It's a baby start. And I know everyone's busy, but if we all took, say, an hour a week, you know, a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there, and when you saw somebody posting something or you see your friend is having an event or she's launching a new product or she just launched a new business, you got to take the five minutes to help promote her. Somebody today, you know, as we're recording this, is launching a podcast. So I'm going to go out of my way to promote that podcast and share that podcast with my network and explain all the reasons why I think their podcast is fabulous. The lazy way, I'm just going to say it. The lazy way is clicking like that does nothing for them with the podcast. People need to know why I like the podcast. It's I'm not going to be benefiting these people if I don't share it with my community and my network. And so we need to go out of our way to do that. We all have a lot of work. Yes. We all have limited time. Yes, I'm right there with you. But when our friends, like I said, are having events and things, we've got to show up. We've got to show up because like I said before, this is the way out. So it's not being lazy about it. It's really being intentional. We have to show up for each other. Now, the men, I love this question. I'm so glad you asked me, Daphne. That's going to be my next thing I tackle is you know the hashtag men supporting women because we need to tell them to support us. When we all, when women get together, we're, we're kind of talking to ourselves going, okay, great. We know all these things, but where are the guys? And I do believe, um, I think a lot of the men do. I mean, I know my husband wants to support women and me, but they have to be reminded because I just think the way men are built, they're very singularly focused. So they're focused on work. So they're not thinking about anything outside of their realm. I'll even have to, you know, my husband owns a real estate brokerage. I, I looked at, you know, his sort of everyone who's been hired to date. I'm like, where are the women? What's happening? So, you know, even for my husband, who's married to me, 
who should have this in his consciousness. It's not. So we have to remind them. And when they do show up, I had an old client, an old PR client show up on LinkedIn. I'd posted something about my podcast and he just said the most lovely thing. He said, I just know how hard Jen worked and how amazing she was in PR. I can only imagine what she's offering everybody today in her new business venture. And I took time. I said to him, I said, thank you for doing that. You're literally the only man who has come up who I know. I mean, some strange guys will come up and say, and I mean, strange is weird, but like a random guy will come up. He's like the only man from my past who's come out and said that. I mean, I've gotten likes and all that from old clients, but for him to take that extra step. So it's basically the same advice. Take the extra step because that meant so much. And I wrote him a lovely, you know, thank you. Um, and I, I know about his family and all this stuff. So for any men watching and listening, it can start with just the women in your life, supporting them, like sharing their content, going, I'm really proud of my wife or my girlfriend or my fiance or my sister or my mother for doing this. Or, you know, mom's got this thing going on. Look at her, like how amazing. Or my wife's got, you know, this going on. They need to be guided. I'm telling you, Daphne, before this is all said and done, I've got like how many decades left? We're going to have that men supporting women hashtag going because we need to, we need, that's how the real change is going to happen because we still know, especially in corporate America, it's still run by men. It is. And only something like 3% of all investment dollars go to women, uh, women founders, women founded companies right now. So there's so much, we can't solve it all today, but it starts with these little steps. If everybody listening, remind the men in your lives that they need to support you. And they need to support the other women, like their sisters and mothers and all of that. So that's the next frontier. <laughs> that is the next frontier. That's the next thing I'm going to crack. I think the next question would may help how women and women support women. Um, how can midlife women expand their social circles? How can midlife women expand their social circles? This is a really good um question because it's really hard to do. It can, it can be hard to do. I, you have to put time, intention and effort against it, just like with anything else. So an easy thing to do is, you know, if just in your own town, like going to see an author speak or joining a new like yoga studio or joining a book club, joining a networking group, there's all these things available to you to help find women and put, you've got to put yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit. So you've got to go out of the zone for me. I, it's very easy for me to go, you know, race in to, um, into an event or a networking group. Cause that's just how I've always been. But I true, I totally understand that it's not a comfortable place to be for most. And so if you are a shyer person or it's a little hard for you, it makes you feel like a little nervous, like showing up to something, start seeing like what your friends are doing and then ask them like, Hey, maybe you're involved in X, Y, or just say, what are you involved in? Are you involved in any groups? Do you go to a great gym or where can I meet some good people? Start asking around and say, can I come with you? So then you have a friend to go with. So then it's not so scary, but this is going to be the best investment you make. I swear to God. The second one after investing in yourself and just getting yourself whole and healthy is these relationships. Because these are the relationships that are going to boo you in good times, bad times. The relationships I have with other women in business groups and leadership groups, 
those relationships, you would think that they're just work-related. They've helped me in my own relationship with my children, with my marriage, and with my business. It's lonely being a solopreneur. It benefits you in all aspects of your life. And so it takes, so take the time and the effort to do it and reach out to me. You know, I'm happy to, I'm a connector. This is what I do. Like, I'm happy to connect you. Come hang with me. I'm always trying to get people together. I know it's one of my superpowers and I realized I've been doing it since the dawning of time, the dawning of time I've been bringing people together. So I'm always, I'm the one who will take you under, under my wing and, you know, help get you connected and get you, get you in some groups. And the other thing I want to say too, is it doesn't all have to be in person during um, the pandemic. I joined a couple mastermind groups and some uh, group coaching programs, and I did some online retreats. And I've met wonderful women virtually that I might never ever meet in person, but they're dear to me, and they mean a lot to me. And they were really they were there, especially during that crazy time, and they were um, so important in my life, and they still are. Um, and the final thing I'll say too is. Everyone likes to bash on social media. I happen to love social media. It can have a dark side, but you just got to stay away from the dark side and look into the light and realize that that is another great way to meet women. I have met so many beautiful women on social media. I've had relationships blossom for women I met on LinkedIn and they became podcast guests. And now we are, we're you know, collaborating on things and supporting, you know, supporting each other very vocally out there in the world. So you just have to look for it and know Like I said before, if you are vibrating high and going, I know I'm going to meet amazing women, you are going to meet amazing women. I will guarantee it. Well, I have to say this to you, Jane, you look amazing. Thank thank you, you Daphne. Oh, the insights. And please tell us how people can contact you. Well, thank you for asking. So I'm I'm at Jen Marples, M-A-R-P-L-E-S.com. So I'm pretty much all over the interwebs at Jen Marples. Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm pretty much everywhere. And you can find me. I'm like, it's like the hot pink bubble. Pink, hot pink is my color. Uh, you know, it's a nice bold color. And that was very intentional. So it was, it'd be easy to find me, but you can start at jenmarples.com. You can find everything there. And I've also got a podcast called The Jen Marples Show, where our tagline is, you're not too effing old to do whatever the F you want. And that is a podcast for midlife women. And it's basically one-stop shopping to help you live your best and most fulfilling and fabulous midlife. I bring on female entrepreneurs. I bring on women who talk about menopause. We talk about presenting yourself. We talk about, we go deep into all aspects of midlife, relationships, everything, because there's so many things that are hitting us in midlife. And so by listening to the show, you'll walk away with courage, inspiration, information, community, and connection. So I'm very passionate about my podcast. I've got 117 episodes uh, to choose from. So just dig around. There's, there's plenty of fabulous content for you to tap into. And my goal starting it was just to help all of you women know that you're not alone. And to also give you tips, tricks, and tools to live your best midlife. Loved it. I have to check out myself too. Yes, you do. Thank you so much, Jen, for your time today. Thank you, Daphne. It's been a joy. I'm honored to be here.